Hello, my friends. Okay, so <clears throat> quite an interesting topic I have for you today. Dark empaths. Have you ever heard of this? Well, I'm going to tell you all about it. So I have four different articles in front of me. We'll see if we get through all of them. They were all published in 2020. So this is a very new topic that's being put out there for people. Uh, so if you haven't heard of it, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, this first one, let's start with medium.com. Dark empaths are not empaths. We are emotional shapeshifters, says this author. Um, the term dark empath is derived from two other terms to describe personality. These are the empath personality and the dark triad personality traits. An empath, empathy is the ability to understand the feelings of others beyond a person's own perspective. Empaths are attuned to other people's moods, good, bad, or other. They feel everything. They absorb the negativity or positivity surrounding them regardless of how it's expressed. There's two flavors of empathy, cognitive and affective. They are independent of one another, but also often work in tandem. Cognitive empathy is the ability to see things from another's point of view. Affective empathy is the capacity to vibe with others' emotions. The dark triad, which I literally just put an episode out on, and so if you haven't listened to that one, uh, the dark versus light side, I suggest listening to that because if I'm not really going to spend much time discussing the dark triad, even if these articles go into it, I'm going to skip over it because I spent so much time already focused on that. Um, so the dark triad, just in brief, uh, is personality with traits, narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. Um, and then they're adding in sadism, possibly, to make it a dark tetrad, which is what they're talking about in psychology right now. So the term dark empath didn't exist until a few months ago. It was thought that people were either normal, <laughs> an empath, or dark triad. I really like how this is breaking it into just three things people could be. <laughs> uh, so inaccurate, but... A recent study showed that there was another previously unknown group that was high in empathy but had other psychopathic tendencies. A dark empath understands emotions like an empath, but we are not affected by them. We are in tune to emotions for our own benefit. So this, this author must be a dark empath is what I'm getting. Okay. So they say the next subject title is what the hell is wrong with you from the age of eight. I saw both a psychologist and psychiatrist until I was 19 in my adult life. I'd go when I had the insurance or my life became unmanageable. I saw around a dozen shrinks in total. The only thing they had in common was a different diagnosis. When I was a child, my diagnosis was ADD. As an adult, I was diagnosed as bipolar 1 and 2, schizoid, sociopath, borderline, ADHD, and a couple said I was fine. I've been on almost every antipsychotic, antidepressant stimulant, and mood stabilizer stocked at the pharmacy. Nothing worked. I was still as me as ever. Supposedly, no one's mental illness is textbook, but mine wasn't even close to any of the above-mentioned diagnoses. Sociopath was the closest diagnosis in the DSMV. I had empathy and I knew I wasn't faking it. I have deep remorse for the things I've done and people I've hurt. The solution. There's no cure or drug for this category of crazy. I can attend all the therapy they can give me. I'm still me. My kind was designed for a more brutal time in history. Not that there aren't jobs today where the dark empath personality is beneficial. All successful surgeons have to be dark empaths to detach emotionally from what they're doing. That's the only way they can get up and perform surgery, even if they lost a patient yesterday. If they were dark triad, they also wouldn't care, 
but that makes for terrible bedside manners. While, interestingly enough, surgeons are oftentimes known for poor bedside manner um, and very successful at what they do in surgery. So that's interesting. I don't know where this author is getting this information from about... Um, <laughs> Oh, this was funny. People just write whatever they want and publish it. Uh, first responders, paramedics, social workers, soldiers, all these require you to relate with people but make decisions where people's lives are at stake. These jobs are ideal for a dark empath. We are Han Solo, overconfident to a fault, sexy darkness alongside the charismatic warmth. It's superhero, it's vampire vegan, a dark crusader for good. Flawed yet gifted by society with power and responsibility we never asked for. Okay, so just so you guys know, there's three articles other than this one, and they're Psychology Today and other things that are not written by a dark empath. Um, so this one's almost over. Um, I'm able to get almost any job I want, but never keep it for long. I know what the interview wants to hear. I get hired and it lasts for up to six months. There's always some manager that tries to micromanage me and I become insubordinate by not doing it their way. This extends to attracting women, though I'm the one who breaks it off in romantic relationships. Lots of fish in the sea. If I see something I don't like that's a deal breaker, it's over. Love turns to hate in the blink of an eye with me. I'm fearless. Other people find excuses to tell you why they can't. I say, hold my beer. You'll never hear me say, I'd like to, but I'm a fighter, a hard, partying, motorcycle-riding outlaw. Laws are cattle guards designed to keep the dumb from hurting themselves. I can read body language, and I'm conscious of my own. I'm the best poker player at the table. I don't need to ask what's wrong. I already know. It's estimated that dark empaths make up 5 to 20% of the population. I've met others like me. They... They're usually men, but I know a few women who seem to have my personality. We know we can't hang out regularly as we're twice as toxic together. We're still friends on Facebook, though. I'm the guy that goes to check on the 85-year-old neighbor nobody's seen in three days. She didn't tell anyone she was going out of town, no answer at the door. Would I mind taking a look? Sure, and she's dead. I wonder what's in the fridge. Wow. Wow. That person uh, leaves a sour taste in the mouth about what a dark empath would be like. Um, so let's look at it from a psychological perspective. Psychology Today. This was also published in 2020. <clears throat> Introducing the dark empath. New research identifies people high in both empathy and darkness. It may seem that people with elevated dark triad traits are not empathetic, but it isn't so simple. In a basic sense, empathy serves people higher in dark traits. Dark traits may be a necessary evil, arguably important for group survival at critical times. Empathy, while serving altruism, is also a tool for the Machiavellian mind, which needs good intel for appraising and potentially taking advantage of others. Two basic types of empathy. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> my goodness, I'm losing my voice already. Empathy comes in two flavors, cognitive and affective. It looks like the person from medium.com copied and pasted the most intellectual part of their article into their article from this article, which is really kind of humorous. Um, they are independent, <clears throat> they are independent of one another, but also work in tandem. Cognitive empathy is the ability to see things from another's point of view. Effective empathy is the capacity to vibe with others' emotions. Cognitive empathy is stronger in narcissism, while effective empathy is weaker. Psychopathy may serve the greater good in performance-demanding situations such as those faced by first responders, healthcare workers, soldiers, and others in high-stakes situations. Emotions may fade away, opening up to cool, streamlined calculation. Um, I've worked in the medical field in hospitals around first responders, nurses, doctors, 
police, all sorts of emergency personnel. And psychopathy is not what I experienced with all of these coworkers. Um, unless they were all so calculated that they were really able to hide it. It was a desire to help others, like a genuine desire to do good that I saw and I experienced with coworkers. So it is interesting that these articles keep pointing out that like people that work in healthcare are possibly like displaying psychopathy and that's what makes them good at their job. Um, that's not what I've experienced in my personal human experience working in healthcare for many years. Um, so perhaps other people have experienced that, but not in my experience. But let's continue on with these, these articles. So um, they have this article, this re three researchers with names that are hard to pronounce, call this adaptive psychopathy, describing the quarantine vector within which empathetic information marries with psychopathic mental processes useful for dealing with threatening alien experiences that conflict with one's own values and beliefs. We need to understand the role of empathy in the dark triad because it relates to the important factors including aggression, personal and professional functioning, and well-being. Research has not systematically looked at the role of empathy in the dark triad or whether there is an empathetic version of the dark triad, a dark empath. Well, in the research that I read about the dark triad and the light triad and narcissism and all these other things, um, they were talking about lack of empathy rather than it being a lack of capacity it was a willingness to show empathy that was a characteristic of narcissism right so it's not that narcissists lack the capacity for empathy necessarily um, oftentimes it's an unwillingness to to show empathy um, anyway to investigate this possibility, researchers from Nottingham Trent University in the UK in 2020 conducted surveys of 991 participants in their early 20s to 30s and about 30% male. They completed the following. Um, dark traits, so they did the dark triad personality scale to measure Machiavellianism, narcissism, and psychopathy along with the narcissistic personality inventory to look at grandiose narcissism, the five-factor narcissism inventory to measure vulnerable narcissism, the Levinson self-report psychopathy scale estimating lack of care and callousness, impulsivity, and antisocial tendencies, and the Machiavellianism scale looking at attitudes about human nature, moral deficiency, and manipulativeness. Um, empathy, the questionnaire of cognitive and effective empathy to look at aspects of cognitive empathy, including perspective taking and the ability to imagine others' inner worlds in real time, an online simulation, and effective empathy, including automatically mimicking others' emotions, emotional contagion, Responding to others' emotional signals, proximal responsivity, and responding to the emotional tone in various settings, peripheral responsivity. Um, they also did the Big Five personality, the five-factor personality model measured with the international personality item pool to estimate openness to new experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Ooh, that's an interesting one. It's uh, prefix, or it's whatever. It, it's, uh, what is that called? I can't think. They call it ocean for, tr for short. Neuroticism scale. Hmm, I've never seen that. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, relational aggression Using the indirect aggression scale, participants indicated 
where they landed on the three scales for tendency to socially exclude others for social exclusion, the use of mean-spirited humor, which is called malicious humor, and how much they try to make others guilt, um, guilt induction. They also took three more. This is a very thorough um, survey. Uh, the depression, anxiety, and stress scale to look at the participants' emotional well-being. The ability to enjoy life, measuring anhedonia. Is that? I hope I said that right. Using the motivation and pleasure scale, assessing social, professional, and recreational pleasure drive for closeness and motivation to engage in activities. And then lastly, the self-criticism, measured with subscales of the self-compassion scale. So look at self-judgment and over-identification with negative self-evaluations. The analysis revealed four different categories. Class one was the standard dark triad, Class two was typical with average dark triad traits and empathy. Class three was a dark empath with higher empathy alongside the dark triad traits. And class four, the empath with low dark triad traits and higher empathy. So men were more likely than women to be in the dark triad or dark empath groups. Dark empaths showed higher extroversion overall and higher neuroticism than the typical group. While dark triad was higher on aggression across the board, dark empath was higher on the subscales of malicious humor and guilt induction than empaths and typicals who were higher on malicious humor than empaths. Yeah, malicious humor as an empath, I feel like malicious humor is just straight up meanness. And it's tried to be like disguised as being funny. And it's not a very good disguise. Mean is mean, whether you're trying to be funny about it or not. Um, dark empath and dark triad were similar on vulnerable narcissism, leadership, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism, and generally higher than the other classes on the dark traits. Compared with dark triad, dark empath was higher on grandiosity and lower on exploitiveness. Dark empaths along with empaths had higher levels of shame than typicals. That's interesting. Shame for what? What are they doing that they feel shameful about this question? Um, in terms of well-being, dark empaths fared better than dark triads on many measures, including anxiety, social pressure, and close relationships. Compared with typicals and empaths, both dark empaths and dark triad had poor, poorer close relationships, but dark empath enjoyed greater social pleasure than dark triad. These findings highlight the protective effects of empathy. Who do you think of when you think of dark empaths? This study is the first to identify the dark empath, suggesting a unique group similar to, but distinct from the classic dark triad and from typical and empath groups. Notably, dark empaths made up almost 20% of the sample even more than dark triads. Well, I'm wondering if, if, if this is an illusion or if this is an actual significant difference. I feel like most narcissists, most people with these dark triad traits that I have known, I have seen displays of empathy. They are able to they have the capacity for empathy, but they choose when and how they show empathy. Um, so, and we've already talked about that in, in length in the narcissist episodes that I've done. So I'm wondering if this is even a true phenomenon or if they're just starting to realize that, that narcissists and psychopaths and 
whatever these dark triads trait people if they're using empathy to their advantage and they're just realizing that now and now they're going to call it dark empath when really I mean how many people actually lack the capacity for empathy um I think that if they actually figured that out, it would be a very small percentage of people. And then maybe close that off into a separate group because I think a lot of narcissists are capable of empathy. So I'm not sure. I think that the psychology stuff surrounding these topics is going to continuously change over time. So that's why it's kind of interesting to follow and to, to follow the research. So, as with all pilot studies, additional research is required to see if this finding stands the test of time. Aha, uh-huh, how funny. So what I was just saying. And if so, how it shows up in other populations. The dark empath is a familiar character in literature and media. Different from the cold, more exploitive classic dark triad individual, we are drawn to the combination of sexy darkness alongside the sparkle and charisma of warmth. It's totally rock star. It's superhero. It's vampire vegan. It's straight up badass, a dark crusader for good, flawed yet gifted, burdened with power and responsibility, typically compassionate, at least partly from overcoming personal trauma, however imperfectly. I can't believe how much that author from that medium.com plagiarized this article. Um, Because that article in medium came out in November this article came out in August so that art that article was plagiarizing and isn't that like against the law I mean is it only in school that we're not allowed to plagiarize I feel like people shouldn't be plagiarizing after they graduate high school and college whatever just saying maybe somebody should uh stop plagiarizing all right a bit of edginess spices things up resonating with both extroversion relative agreeableness and lower aggression compared with dark triad and neuroticism suggesting as the study authors note that empathy appears to temper socially disadvantageous dark antagonism hmm interesting I only antagonize by saying truth or what I believe to be true and if that's antagonistic then it is but other than that it's not like I seek out issues or troubles um putting out fires is what I prefer to do but I don't know I mean we're all dark and light so this whole dark empath thing is kind of a whole new twist on psychology All right, so it takes all kinds. Why would there be dark empaths? Presumably, dark traits convey evolutionary advantage, otherwise they wouldn't be as common as they are. People who are able to manipulate and exploit others and who are able to deploy psychopathic thinking have an advantage at times. They may be critical for community survival, furnishing a contingent freed from inhibition, higher in aggression, able to focus in and do the job it's a delicate balance as too much dark triad harms groups from within their own ranks dark empaths have a greater ability to make sense of others motives and needs to help make decisions while retaining the ability to engage adaptive psychopathy when necessary paralleling the relationship between empaths and typicals The four groups together may provide checks and balances to sustain a dynamically adaptive community. Right, everybody serves a purpose, is what they're saying. Dark empathy will resonate for those who have observed both dark traits and empathy in themselves and others but can't fully connect with the conventional dark triad. Greater empathy coupled with dark traits may preserve relationship quality while also allowing access to empathetic information to further less savory me- I don't know what that word is. I swear this is a made-up word. Machinations? Am I just exhausted right now? Okay. The best of both worlds, they say. While 
<clears throat> I really don't know why we always have to dissect everything. And I love research, so I am like one of the dissectors, I understand. But at the same time, it's like, how many different ways can you dissect the human personality? Um, and instead of dissecting it to understand it, perhaps just everyone start focusing on the ways that we can all be more balanced. So the next article is... Uh, doctor of Clinical Psychology writes, What are dark empaths? A psychologist explains how some use empathy as a weapon. This is from mindbodygreen.com. So this was published in September of 2020 after the Psychology Today article, before the medium.com article. And this doctor says... We often think of empathy as an amazing thing. Most of us believe that empathy is the solution to cruelty and aggression and generally leads to better outcomes from sales to productivity to customer service relationships. Hence, empathy training is recommended for anyone from prisoners to doctors to teachers. Well, first of all, I'm going to disagree slightly with that statement. Empathy is being able to sense and feel another person's emotions and stuff, which we know, okay? But that is not the solution to things. Compassion is always the solution, right? Empathy can sometimes be exhausting because if you're feeling what the other person is feeling, um, and you get stuck in that feeling, you're not going to be able to help them. So having compassion for others, um, from spiritual leaders and other things, and just my own understanding from meditation, um, really having a compassionate attitude is a really good way of thinking of it rather than empathy. Because, um... Compassion leads to action. Okay, moving on. Um, indeed, deficits in empathy are thought to be the heart of dark personality traits or types, sorry, psychopathy, narcissism, sociopaths, and Machiavellianism. But if a certain subset of dark personality types are successful in ascending their careers or becoming community and spiritual leaders, then clearly they have some empathy to charm their way around. After all, that requires knowledge of what makes people tick or which buttons to push. In line with how researchers Marsh and Car Cardinal concluded that empathy is not entirely absent in psychopaths. See? See? They've already figured that out in psychopaths too. My research that I shared with everyone on my podcast so far has been about narcissism. Psychopaths, this even says also that there's research that shows that empathy is not absent. So they have the capacity, psychopaths have the capacity for empathy and they're choosing not to use it. Um, and then in a meta-analysis of 106 independent samples, Bacon and Associates found no relationship between aggression and empathy. These suggest that empathy isn't the wonder miracle we've thought it to be. It is not the antithesis of dark personality types the way we've always thought about it as camp empath versus camp dark. No kidding! I wish somebody would ask me about these things because I can see it for what it is. Goodness sakes. The darker side of empathy. Heyman Associates recently found that dark empaths made up 19.3% in a group of 991 people. Okay, so this is talking about the article from Psychology Today. That article in Psychology Today, the article was referring to this new research that everyone is now talking about. Um... So I'm going to skip that section that talks about that because we literally just read about the entire study. So how empathy can be weaponized is this 
the part in this article that I wanted to touch on that made it significant and stand out. Number one, cognitive empathy hijacked by dark personality types. Empathy isn't just about being able to vicariously share someone's feelings on an emotional level. That is effective empathy. There is another facet, namely cognitive empathy, which is the capacity to know and understand another's perspective. Put simply, to intellectually put yourself in someone's shoes. Right, so this is using mind to be able to dissect and intellectually understand cognitively the empathy aspect. Um, Effective empathy is that more feely type of empathy. So reports from my clients and personal experience have shown that many dark personality types obsessively watch films and television programs in order to learn normal human responses for emotional mimicry. In other words, to develop cognitive empathy. This does not mean that they have effective empathy, as DeCiti and Associates found when participants high in psychopathy imagine pain to themselves, brain regions, including the anterior insula, right amygdala, anterior, oh my gosh, mid-singulate cortex, and somatic... <laughs> somatosensory cortex showed typical response to pain, suggesting that they are sensitive to the thought of pain. However, these regions did not become active when they imagined others in pain. And this explains why many have reported to me how dark personality types exhibiting the correct behaviors like cuddling after sex, or saying the right thing when someone is distressed always feels off. In other words, the empathy you think you are receiving from people who, are, who only have capacity for cognitive empathy is fake empathy or empathy that is potentially weaponized against you. Okay, so this is like kind of hair-raising because this resonates. This I am feeling right now. Because this is the first time I've read all these articles. I've been waiting to read them for you guys live. Um, I knew I was going to read them on the podcast. So I'm like, why read them again and again? Um, and this is hair raising for me. Because I have experienced this with narcissists. Um, and now dark empath, is that really a thing? Because perhaps one of specifically one of the narcissists that I've dealt with on a regular basis both of the two of the narcissists that I have had to deal with on a regular basis I've seen displays of empathy and real empathy but then I have also seen displays of fake empathy and a lot of it so I'm wondering if that's what it was over time they have learned the correct behaviors that they're able to develop this cognitive empathy more and more, which makes them even better at fake empathy. I even have said to this person, your acting stinks. <laughs> you know, like you are not being real right now. I can tell, I can feel it, right? Fake empathy. Interesting. Number two, the sadistic side of empathy. Oh boy, here we go. I'm going to have nightmares about these things, maybe. Uh, empathy goes beyond the resonant responses like sympathy and empathy. We need to consider dissonant responses such as sadism. I don't know what this word is. Schadenfreude? <gasps> what? I'm going to have to look that up right now, you guys and scorn. Effective dissonance refers to experiencing contradictory emotional responses ex explored by researchers Vekin and Linum via questions in the effective and cognitive measure of empathy, such, such as, I get a kick out of making other people feel stupid. That's horrible. 
and people who are cheery disgust me. Oh, I've gotten that response before. People that are, are the good vibe tribe are insufferable, I've heard. And I'm like, really? Really? You think I'm insufferable because I like to spread good vibes? Well, I'm sorry that that is insufferable to you, <laughs> right? Um, another one, if I could get away with it, there are some people I would enjoy hurting. Oh my gosh. And I love watching, watching people get angry. Okay. So these kinds of things that people feel like this, these, this list, this little list, I do not understand. I'm not understand. I, I'm not sure I'll ever understand and it's not that I'm in judgment or like saying that there's something wrong with people who feel this way I just literally don't understand it okay so I looked up what schadenfreude means and it means pleasure derived by someone from another person's misfortune so it's almost kind of like sadistic but not exactly um they found the affective dissonance has medium to strong associations with aggressive behavior and externalizing disorders. And in the same study by Decidi and Associates above, psychopaths had an increased response in their ventral striatum when imagining others in pain, lending neurological credence to affective dissonance. Number three, following the crowd's evil actions. In his book, Against Empathy, Yale professor Paul Bloom writes about how even well-intentioned empathy is a poor guide for moral reasoning and can numb us to the suffering of greater numbers of people. He states that empathy is biased and tribalistic. There are certain groups of people, for instance, those who are similar to us, who are likelier to feel who we are likelier to feel empathetic toward. Well, I suppose, but I mean, when we understand one humanity, then really we understand that, well, okay, I don't even want to go on this tangent because it's a spiritual tangent as well, and it will take us another 15 minutes to get through these articles if I go on a tangent, so we're going to skip that tangent. Okay. Second, empathy is enumerate, meaning that it doesn't attend to the difference between one and a hundred or one and a thousand. It's because of empathy we often care more about a single person than 100 people or 1,000 people. Or we care more about an attractive white girl who went missing than we do a thousand starving children who don't look like we do or live where we don't live. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, I get it. So... Generally speaking, that is oftentimes true. Um, what this means in real life is that it skews our decision-making processes. For instance, you can be in a group that fans the flames of empathy toward a certain cause or group. Due to group dynamics such as pressure, your feelings can become polarized, creating an us-versus-them dichotomy. This ultimately can lead you to hate other groups or even engage in atrocities against them. Yeah, yeah, that is a downfall. How your own empathy can hurt you. Number one, empathy at your own expense. Sometimes we have too much empathy for someone else, and so we explain things away for others as we spare no expense in attempting to understand why they are the way they are and why they do the things they do including hurtful behaviors like abuse. Combine this with type A personality, where you seek to give more than your best in everything, and empathy becomes your kryptonite. Yeah, that I can agree with. This lack of personal boundaries means that you forget to have empathy for yourself. Just because you understand a person's behaviors doesn't mean you should condone them treating you badly. It also does not warrant forgiving everyone who's hurt you, at least not at for, as a first priority, or going back for more. Okay, I don't know why this article is going in this direction, but um, it's weird. It's not even on the Dark Empath 
route it's almost like it's almost like promoting dark empathy like um okay number two empathy has an excuse for victimhood Related to the above, there is a secondary gain to being overly empathetic and getting hurt when it's entwined with your identity. Typical justifications include, you know, you know I cannot turn the empathy off. I cannot have boundaries. You know I'm an empath. I cannot help it. Well, okay. I guess some people could say that, like play the victim card. But... I think we all know when we're doing that, if we are doing that. The problem with not having boundaries is that you will set yourself up for more suffering. And with time, you learn to feel even more helpless. Your life is a deteriorating train wreck. But because you see being hurt because of my empathy as part of who you are, you feel justified in seeing yourself as a victim of dark personality types and to keep complaining. Or even worse, we sometimes think that because we are empathetic and have gone through a lot, we can use it as an excuse to snap at others or exhibit bad behavior. Either way, victimhood is not a healthy place to live in. I agree with that. I don't really appreciate how this person seems to be callously, kind of callously writing it, but um, I feel like there's more appropriate verbiage for this type of banter. Number three, empathy that dissolves boundaries. The reason effective empathy can be so difficult to shoulder is because in our heads there is a self-other overlap. This means that we conflate ourselves with someone else as seen in how the anterior cingulate cortex and anterior insula are activated when someone we are close to is in pain. Without the boundaries between the self and other, we are likelier to feel personal distress. This actually leads many to withdraw socially to protect themselves from emotional burnout, meaning that too much effective empathy can reduce pro-social behavior. That is totally true, okay? So, I live in solitude most of the time, and a lot of that is for personal protection from emotional and energetic burnout. Um, being around people a lot is truly exhausting to, to me. And I do find um, a lot of peace in solitude. I don't necessarily think that it's reducing pro-social behavior. I still try to be as social as possible but with boundaries that enable me to live my best life. And I think that's what everybody should do, is to cultivate a life that they can thrive in. Um, okay, so let's see what their suggestions are. It says, what to do instead. The bottom line here is to be aware that empathy is not the cure-all for the world's ails, and that just because somebody appears to have some empathy for you doesn't mean they are good for you. Okay, so the people that, okay, let's move backwards. The bottom line here is to be aware that empathy is not the cure-all. Okay, the people that have said that in the first place were mistaken. And empathy was never the answer. It was always compassion. I can't tell you how many times in 2020 I was correcting people um, and trying to have them change out the empathy word for the compassion word because it does make a difference. So I don't know why this is quoting people that were misquoting what should have been said to begin with, but Oh boy. Okay, so most of us have run into someone with whom we have a toxic or ambivalent relationship, but whom we justify their bad behaviors or our feelings of discomfort away with the fact that they have previously exhibited behaviors that suggest empathy. As for not allowing empathy to be our kryptonite, there is a growing body of research that compassion is a far better practice. Oh, here, finally, it's about 
time. Thank goodness. I was getting concerned that this person was not as well researched as they needed to be. All right. Oh, relief. Thank goodness. Um, this means that just because you see someone in pain doesn't mean you choose to pick up their pain. You can still care about them and respect their concerns. That fundamentally too is the essence of having boundaries. Because compassion elicits concern and yet allows for enough self-other distinction so we don't get incapacitated by their distress, we're likelier to engage in pro-social behavior. Compassion also activates the dopamine, oh my gosh, dopaminergic network in the brain, meaning we feel rewarded and are likelier to engage in the same action again. This, to me, is a win-win outcome. It benefits you, me, and the community. Yes, compassion is the answer. Thank you, Doctor of Clinical Psychology. So, the last article, I'll see if it's necessary, if it talks about anything different. It's wellandgood.com. The dark empath personality merges empathy with dark triad traits, and that spells trouble. So I think this is the newest out of all the articles, and so I'm guessing we already read most of the material in it. So I'm scanning it over, and it looks relatively... Here's one quote that I'd like to share from this. It's talking about um, Dr. Ramani Dervasula, PhD clinical psychologist, says, A dark empath may actually be more dangerous than a more cold and unfeeling dark triad type because the so-called dark empath can draw you in closer and do more harm as a result. Right, because an empath, a dark empath, is able to feel and sense your emotions and then they can use that information for their own benefit. So I am going to read just this one part. So for Dr. Darvasula, the term dark empath itself doesn't sit well, largely because of its use of the word empath. By her definition, genuine empathy must have an intrinsic emotional and pro-social element. For example, it would mean that hearing someone else's pain makes you want to help them, and hearing someone else's joy makes you want to support them. And no matter what, this empathy is void of malevolence. Such is not the case, though. With the empathy associated with the dark empaths, what these folks seem to experience is more so the cognitive empathy or being able to understand someone's emotional state, but not necessarily connecting in it, oh my gosh, connecting to it in a way that propels an emotional pro-social output. The way the term is being used in in the dark empath variant is as manipulation. It's giving a surgical, almost razor precision focus on another person to understand what makes them tick with the goal of almost mining data that can be used to the advantage of the dark empath. Mirrored empathy can put the other person at ease and they may relax and become putty in the hands of the dark empath. So since the general consensus is that the dark empaths are bad news, how can we spot them in order to take note and steer clear? Well, when researchers surveyed 991 participants, they measured their traits, and that was the article in Psychology Today that I already read. So... I think that we can kind of sum it up that to an extent, this is the last paragraph of this article, to an extent, dark empaths are kind of a doesn't eat human vampire. 
the Edward Cullen of personality types, if you will. They probably won't bite and drain you dry at first sight, but they can be self-loathing and controlling. Their ability to read your thoughts is a subtle but powerful evil superpower and one that doesn't really reflect passionate reciprocal feeling. So, while I thought they sounded sexy as hell initially, I stand corrected. I like my vampires to have soul. <laughs> okay. So, I think that is as much as I can give you on Dark Empaths because it is a brand new topic that people are talking about. It's less than a year old in psychology. So, um, a lot to look forward to with this topic in the future. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of research and all sorts of stuff that comes out um, in the next few years about this. So, look out, be on the lookout for fake empathy and people using empathy as the means of manipulation. So, if you feel like you are just a means to an end or an object um, to somebody that is displaying empathy. It might be a facade. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, keep your boundaries up and make sure that you are always using discernment when you're dealing with other people. Um, don't let other people manipulate. That is, that is my thought of the end of, I don't know, after reading all of that about manipulation, I guess just really use discernment when dealing with people, use your intuition, your gut feelings, because apparently there are even more types of darkness out there than once was known before, or really they're just dissecting the dark triad into yet another way. It's pretty interesting. But dark triad stuff is interesting. It has gotten researchers going for years and years and years. Um, hopefully the light triad will have a lot more research coming out about that. So that way we can focus on, you know, some of the positivity out there in research in the world. But for now, we'll, we'll end with this dark triad stuff for now and uh, hopefully... We'll find some light stuff to bring next. <laughs> Sending you love and positive vibes.